You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. <laughs> it's funny. You keep me guessing on what kind of intro you're going to use. Um, sometimes it's a little longer. Sometimes it's very brief. But in any case, we are super glad to be here with you today. Very grateful for every single one of you who sends in a question, every single one of you who takes a few minutes to listen in wherever you are, car, living room, beach. If you're on the beach, I'm envious. We appreciate it. And uh, please send us uh, your questions and subscribe. We love your reviews. We want to hear from you. We do absolutely love your reviews, and we love those questions. Keep them coming in. Uh, and Rob, to answer your question, I don't even know oftentimes uh, <laughs> what intro I'm going to go with. I just kind of go with it. I yeah, fly by the seat of my pants. It's all good. So, Anyway, we do have a good question today, and I'm going to tell you, uh, Rob, why I'm actually really excited about this question. Uh, I feel like in 16, 17, 18, we got a lot of new people getting into the drone industry. And what I'm excited about is I feel like this is one particular user who kind of fits that mold and he's now matured. He's now kind of in a different stage. And I have to say that this is exciting because this is where the real work comes in and this is kind of what separates the successful businesses from the people who kind of just waver. Um, and so, you know, this question is about, you know, kind of going beyond real estate, how to have, you know, unique identifiers to draw in clients, methodologies of drawing in clients. And in actuality, uh, this brings us uh, to what I'll call our sponsor, which is after so much time, we finally decided to do a, uh, a virtual a sales class going through the entire sales process, the sales cycle. Yes, we're going to talk about the in-person sales uh, cycles, but we're also going to be talking about digital and the two strategies of digital, kind of talking about the organic, you know, people searching for things and how you can build systems to attract those people, to drive conversions, build relationships and acquire jobs. But we're also going to talk about the paid side, you know, building relationships kind of by force. And uh, the one key thing I will say about this entire sales class that we're going to keep talking about over and over again is building relationships, depth, quality relationships. Because one thing that I have learned over my uh, tedious sales career and over hurting myself numerous times with my frog brain and emotion um, we're going to really focus on how we can build relationships, trust through authenticity and through autonomous systems. Um, but also in the, you know, as uh, some people would say, the art of the deal. And uh, I'm really, really, really excited for this. So if you want to join us, uh, we're only going to take on 10 students. Uh, I'll have to send you the link for that. Uh, we've got it all set up. It's going to start Monday afternoons, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. He'll go for about three hours uh, each Monday. And I'm not going to lie, this is kind of supercharging me into getting back into uh, sales as well. And so while I'm very excited for this class, I'm also very excited for the community aspect of this. And I'm also very excited for the uh, uh, kind of like uh, I feel like I, I'm I'm joining a competitive team as we are all 
independently working uh, for our own success in various markets. And it's really, really exciting. You were starting March 22nd. So if you have ever even considered, ooh, sales class, who's teaching it? That That's me. I'm teaching that one. Um, join us. Sign up in this link below. Uh, we're only allowing a certain number of people. And once you start class, I just want to say it is non-refundable, no holds barred, uh, just because we've, uh, in the wake of the pandemic, it's interesting. Uh, do you know Square gives you warnings on certain people's cards now if there's a risk to working with those people? So I say this- Meaning they have- they have disputed a lot of charges kind of thing. That's right. I love that. Yeah. And so I just want to say that for a couple of reasons for you of those who are out there who maybe you got a DoorDash order and, you know, your delivery guy really sucked and uh, you charged it back on your card. Be careful about doing that because you could be setting yourself up for... Uh, for failure in the future. And I only say that because one of my friends really screwed themselves in college by doing that a lot, uh, by doing chargebacks. So it's be, just not cool. Just be, well, you got to be considerate and you got to be uh, rational. You know, if people give you stuff and, and uh, you took advantage of it, look, things, you know, what comes around goes around. It's, you know, a lot of people don't like hearing that, but it's the dead honest truth. I don't like hearing it, but it's the dead honest truth. You know, it's why yes. I want to keep getting better at being better Absolutely. because uh, I see what happens down the road. Yeah. So anyway, okay, right on. diatribe, let's get into the question. Hi, guys. It's Ian from the Iowa City area, and I was on the podcast about a year and a half ago, and since then I've turned 16 and gotten my part 107. One thing I've noticed now that I'm looking for drone jobs is that being in a smaller city, there's a pretty limited market for drone work. And most of the real estate agents I've seen already have a drone person or they're just doing it themselves. And being that there aren't too many agents in general, I'm feeling pretty stumped on going on that route. So I'm wondering if you guys would have any suggestions for me as I start my business in a limited market. And one thing I might add is that I've picked up FPV drones since then and gotten pretty proficient at flying them. So maybe there could be something that I could do with them. Thanks, guys. Wow, Ian, you sound like a 16-year-old who is going places. I love it. It's really cool to hear. You sound uh, um, older than your your years, mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's neat to see. So thank you for being a part of the Drone U community. And it's a great question. Um, you know, I just I just thought one of the things that I would do is go to the maps and see what's going on around him. There's actually some bigger towns, cities around him that um, hmm. obviously being 16, perhaps there's only so far he can go. I will say this too. When you are younger, you're going to have people who are going to hesitate to work with you because you're yep. young and there is this perception that you are unreliable. Uh, so sometimes you kind of have to prove yourself. So first things first, uh, you know, one of the things I'm actually talking about in the sales class is the power of demonstrations, getting some meeting up with someone. I know COVID, we haven't been able to meet up with someone. Lights at the end of the tunnel. We're here. Go meet with people. <laughs> That's all I got. So uh, we are social beings. And that said, it's a great opportunity to display your system, your professionalism, how you're going to acquire said deliverable mm -hmm. and do it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. What would you do if you're in his shoes? Well, like I said in the beginning of the show, really excited about this because a lot of people power through real estate. 
And it's kind of the low-hanging fruit that everyone tries to hit. And the reason I'm excited about this is because we now get to discuss kind of in detail what's next. And that said, before we talk about what's next and other opportunities and how to go out and get them, I think it's also a really good uh, opportunity to discuss um, something that we call in the business canvas your, what is it? Is it your unique competitive advantage? That's it, right? Unique competitive advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have to say, unless you, you have to think of all disruptors, right? How are disruptors disrupting things to acquire new clients? I'm going to give an example that I think Rob can speak to. So let's go back to your mortgage brokerage days. Are you ready? It's going to be painful, but I'll do it for the do you want to take your, audience. Do you want to take your hat off and look the part? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, back to the mortgage brokerage days. You remember when Rocket Mortgage came out? All the ads everywhere. It's an app. You know? Oh, yeah. I remember Rocket Mortgage. Still do, obviously, but very clearly when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that it, Rocket Mortgage kind of disrupted the mortgage brokerage business by offering an easy and convenient means of getting answers to common questions on your telephone at any given time? Yes. I mean, it's a much b- deeper question than just that. But yeah, I definitely did that. Well, what am I missing here? Because I want to use that as the example to showcase how Rocket Mortgage took advantage of human emotion. And whenever we make things easier and more convenient, it's going to be disrupt- here's disruptive. What, here's what Quicken Loans did with Rocket Mortgage. They took an existing infrastructure and they they massaged the narrative into phenomenal marketing. What they were talking about doing was already happening. Our brokerage was doing it, but they had the resources and the wherewithal and the creativity to market it in such a way that made it seem unique and new and amazing. Hmm. But the technology was the same thing that a lot of people were already using. Interesting. That's uh, very, very interesting. I appreciate you bringing that up because it's an important point to talk about, you know, how are you marketing yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, by the way, we have, I think, two classes just set up on specifically the exact actions to take to take advantage of those opportunities in the yeah. sales class. Uh, I thought deeply about that, by the way. But long story short, disruption, right? What did they do? They had a great message, right? They ha- they marketed it, but they disrupted it by making it easier and convenient. That said, they also got to people's ears. So let's take all of that and apply it to this person's question because this person's question is good. One thing I want to bring up, and I've talked about it a few times on the show before, uh, and I'll say it once more. There are certain people who have been very successful despite the pandemic in being a drone service provider. These people are, in my opinion, are doing two things. One, a creative advantage. What do I mean? There's a reason that this DJI FPV drone is on our desk when we're talking about this. I go back to the example of Nick Lang and how Nick has really taken Cinewhoop and FPV and he has created a much more engaging means of real estate 
state videos by flying. It's like you have an infinite slider. It's, it's incredible. And Nick, you do a great job. I love it. I think it's amazing. And I think the question uh, asker could really learn from at Nick Lang media on Instagram, uh, because what he is doing is he is disrupting. He's getting new clients by offering a product that his competitors cannot offer. The reason I brought this up, well, at the end of your question, you said, hey, I'm super deep into FPV now. Yeah, which is fantastic. Ex- expanding those skill sets. No, it, it, it really is fantastic. And here, what is success? Success is the ability to merge multiple skill sets together to create a service or a product for someone. And so while, you know, he's like, hey, real estate just isn't doing it. I think if you had a robust marketing offering, examples on your website, you had a, uh, a funnel that is easy and convenient for a realtor to order you know, media from you, like you've on your website, you have a form address, what are the deliverables and it auto calculates the pricing and okay, go and pushes it. Right. I have to say that's one thing I think photo van has done very well here in town. Mm. Um, so easy and convenient. How can you make that system easy and convenient? Yeah. Another thing that we talk about that you can offer that other people can't is pixel embedding. If you offer a, a means of pixel embedding, tracking potential customers and giving that data to realtors, that's another creative advantage. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm not a big fan of uh, working with realtors. I'm really not. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I mean, although one, you know, one of my new good friends is a realtor, funny. Yeah, but uh, she ain't working with it. <laughs> this is true. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was really good. Uh, anyway, long story short is there's two opportunities I do want to bring up where we're seeing significant growth. One is creative production. We're seeing a lot of people doing more and more creative productions because as businesses open up, people are really looking for an engaging and interactive means of bringing people through the door. I hate to bring you up again, Nick, but you are crushing it. Um, I I say that because he really is crushing it. Yeah. Uh, That said, long story short, again, how is he crushing it? Offering that, you know, unique creative advantage Mm -hmm. of offering the fly throughs. Yep. Um, And, you know, the next thing I want to bring up, the other big opportunity, we get into construction. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in construction. And I know even Rob sees it right now. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, you've got to create a plan, man. How are you going to go attract these people? What are you going to give them to bolster your offering to prove it? How are you going to showcase your reliability? Also, negotiation terms. You've got to you've got to label the fact that you're young as soon as you start talking with people. It's like calling yourself the asshole. Like you know you might think I'm an asshole. And that's fine if at any point you think I'm being an asshole, don't be afraid to just call me out. And so what I would do in my intro of working with someone if I were 16 years old is say, "Look, I understand that you probably think I'm young." And uh, you probably think that I'm going to be inconsistent, unreliable. I'm going to want to, you know, sit and play video games in my pajamas eating Cheetos rather than finish your job. Let me tell you why three specific reasons that's not going to happen. I don't even like Cheetos. Go ahead. (laughs) Cheez-Its. Go ahead. No, go. Oreos? No, no, that's his answer. I don't even like Cheetos, but go ahead. Well, maybe that's that's the next step in the negotiation process. Would you like some cookies? I I stopped your flow. Go ahead. Flow back. The point is, the point is, is that you've got to label the things that you're afraid of with your client. And because one of the tactics... Take their power away. Pull the power back to yourself. Yeah. Get to know faster. Yeah. 
I love that, by the way. Get to know faster. Mm-hmm. Why? You get detail. All right. I'm spitting too much. Rob's getting impatient. Let's let's crush this thing. I mean. No, no, no. I'm not getting impatient. Are you sure? Uh, okay. All right. Am I getting, am I? <laughs> I guess no, not. I know. I actually like everything that you're saying. I think that, again, as I look at this and I look at the map, I think there's actually probably a lot going on around you. Again, the fact that you're 16 might limit you in this regard. I don't know. I know that when my son was 16, by pretty close after turning 16, we probably would have let him venture off to Davenport or Cedar Rapids to to take advantage of an opportunity. You sound like a a kid that um, could probably fall into that paradigm as well. Based on a lot of what you're saying, Paul, I think what what I'm hearing and what I really am encouraging is that Expand your repertoire beyond drones. Um, the other thing is, I, and and I'm just looking at, so I looked at 17 best things to do in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. There's some cool stuff going on there. And so you could be cool, uh, creating a really cool um, reel, right? So just get out and fly. And, and because you're doing FPV, your reel is going to be better than most because most people at this point still are not taking the the jump to FPV as far as uh, those that are getting into mm. the drone business. So that's going to add something to your reel that a lot of people are not going to have. Um, take advantage of that. You probably did do some gaming, so that's probably going to give you an advantage on the FPV. Maybe you didn't. I don't know, obviously. But yeah, I think when you talk about, like you mentioned the pixels and, and learning more about marketing and how to help people get more views um, for some of these businesses I'm looking at on in Cedar Rapids and Davenport, think of it more about more than just flying your drone, but how can you help businesses grow? And then the construction side of things, I think that's probably a really good opportunity for him. I mean, when, I it, like com- that. when it comes to photos, videos, orthos, if he's not good with doing orthos, he still has a killer opportunity with construction and, yeah. and construction's not slowing down. If anything, with the stimulus package coming out with supposedly the next bill, the next non-bipartisan bipartisan bill is infrastructure. I think it's a, it's a great time. But this all goes back to what systems does he have set up to support the avenue of someone learning about him autonomously and by building relationships? Uh, What, you know, assets does he have that he can get people's email and list build? And then where is he attracting new clients, associations, Mm -hmm. uh, events? And uh, here's the hardest question. And as a 16-year-old, you are probably going to despise it. Because I know if I were 16, I would really despise it, especially being a Gen Zer. Here's what I'm talking about. What does Gen Z hate? Being on the phone. And honestly, I don't blame them. No, I hate being on the phone. I hate it. (laughs) Uh, I hate being on the phone, too. That said, though, the phone is our best opportunity to one, connect with people, two, build relationships, and three, get leads. And I hate to say this, but uh, uh, I I used to do sales for a company that I don't think is even around anymore called Direct Buy. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. And um, I they are around, but yeah, I used to do membership sales for them, and I had the highest conversion rate of our entire region. That's another one I didn't know about. Really? No, I don't think I knew about Direct Buy. Huh. Well, that was like what I did right before I moved. I think to you're Europe. older than you say you are. I, no, I'm not. I just like doing things. <laughs> <All these different laughs> things I get bored said. really easy. I also wonder, I wonder if uh, maybe there's an opportunity to plug into some like cell tower inspection work going on in this area because there's a lot of roads all over the place. So there's probably a lot of towers out here. Yeah. And so that's something to look into research. There's uh, opportunities in that space, I know. 
I would say, too, don't forget, if you are a Drone U member, to check out the business course that uh, Rob did uh, with Tim, the bald-headed bureau. In fact, uh, PJ was just watching that class the other day, and he's like, he goes, the amount of information that's in this class is so powerful. He's like, I can understand how some people may say there's nothing, there There are some things lacking specificity on how to act on them. Mm. But if you really dive into the mindset, the ideology, the things that are taught there, it should come naturally. Uh, and that was something that he said as well. And I think uh, that class really does a great job of of understanding the systems necessary to do business, to do sales, to to go out there and and, and get it. Yeah. Look, Rob, what does success come down to? What does it come down to? Uh, you tell me. You tell me. What does success go? I think everybody's definition of success is different. I mean, my definition of success is doing something in life where I can make a living and enjoy what I'm doing. All right. What's the secret to success? <laughs> Just answer your own question. Damn it. Hard work. <laughs> oh, hard. Like effort. Oh, okay. Effort. So you're talking about like self-awareness and hard work. That's that deal? exactly what All I was right, talking okay. about. Okay. So. <laughs> well, you bad. know, I like the other answer too. That my was bad. good. That was good. Um, so one thing I want to touch on before we go is the whole concept of the real and I want to know your thoughts on is that still as important in your mind but before you answer that one of the things I've noticed because we get we get shown a lot of people's drone sites um, or drone business websites and so forth either for various reasons let's just say we look at a lot of them and one of the things that I notice is I think that the majority and I would say 70 80 percent of those have not spent enough time and effort to put enough assets on their site to show people what they're capable of. And I almost wonder why bother him. You've got six pictures on there, but it doesn't really show anything. And frankly, four of the six aren't great. I think you really got to take that to another level. And that alone can set you apart once you start getting people to your site. And mm -hmm. people are not doing that because I, I see it. Because I'm, and I'm just curious oftentimes with say drone U members and so forth. And, uh, Folks just aren't spending a lot of time on making a really nice site. Uh, I agree. And I would actually argue it's really not difficult. So I will say, though. Take some time. That's what it takes. Yeah. Is, and that's my hardest thing. But that's thing. working on your business. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah, you do. I will say join us for the sales class because we're going to go over setting up these systems to autonomously attract clients. Show them what you're capable of. Convert on it. Build the relationship. Follow up lifetime relationship. See, this gets me excited starting to talk about this because you think you talk about systems and your website and getting assets on there. You create a system where you have somebody like Mahesh, you're out doing the fun stuff, getting the videos, getting the images, and then you have a folder, you put them into the folder and Mahesh can go and put them on the right places in your site because you've trained him. Hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to do this very efficiently and effectively. I'm excited uh, for you, Ian, because you're 16 and uh, you're rocking it already. I mean, I know you don't feel like you're rocking it, but you are. Just the way you're thinking, you're rocking it. I agree. I, I would agree. I would say that the next thing, the next step 
uh, to avoid common pitfalls on these next levels up because you're you're moving you're moving quick here, buddy, and uh, it's good. It's really good. But next couple of things to avoid is one uh, the the sales cycle pitfalls, and number two, uh, avoid the pitfall of not thinking about your business as a system of systems because the main problem that I think a lot of people forget is that your business is not valued upon the effort that you put into it, right? If you build a business and the whole business circles around you, you do not have a sellable business. You have a nice lifestyle company. Uh, Slash job. Slash, yes, Rob. Slash J-O-B. Oh, man, I hate to say yes and admit to that because I feel like I'm so guilty of that myself. But anyway, long story short, and this is a battle I had to fight through too, okay, is scale, scale, scale. If you cannot scale... Just quit now. It's and well, I, I wouldn't I, say I, that. No, I wouldn't say that either. But I'm saying that to myself because that was kind of the mindset that I was like, if I don't scale, I'm going to be forever stuck in this same crappy cycle that I'm not happy with. And um, it, it's a hard lesson to learn. And I'm trying to tell you, as someone who's so young and, and you're and you're building up, that always think about scale. And what do I mean? If you want a lot of jobs, right? You get 50 jobs. How are you going to service 50 jobs right away? What are the systems that are uh, intact to service all of those jobs because I'm going to tell you servicing 50 people without autonomous systems is going to rack your brain drain your energy and you will fall into the common pitfall of the sales cycle yeah I mean do you have a couple buddies that you could bring into the fold and I don't know tell them to get their 107s and then maybe you start to get them work and you make a piece of what they're doing and I'm excited for you Ian this is cool I would also say, Ian, check out the podcast that we did with uh, Kara Kavalka because uh, you're going to want to. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Listen to that show. Very, very good. In fact, she just she just texted me. Uh, We're moving forward on the class. Very excited about that. Um, I I think that class is going to be a crazy, powerful augmentation of the business course. So excited for it. I am as well. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this very long winded episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.